Holiday season in full swing, which means Christmas movie season is in full effect. And that got us thinking, what are the Preds equivalents of some of the world's most famous holiday movies? That's the debate we're having today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free Nashville Predators podcast that's available to you wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com. Well, it's we're feeling holly jolly today, Ann. A hundred percent. We got the spirit going on. We only have a couple more days left till Christmas, and you and I get a much-needed break from hockey coverage. Yeah. So we decided to get in the spirit. It's Christmas movie season. There are some really good ones. There are some classics. There are some sleeper hits. And then there are ones that immediately you're like, dear God, this sucks. So <laughs> let's find the Nashville Predators equivalent. Let's pair mm-hmm. some of these Christmas movies to some Nashville Predators players, coaches, personalities, People angry in the comments, I guess. It it feels like this is the show that we do every year that we do the most background for. Yeah. Screw the team on the ice. Oh, let's just yeah. let's just find some Christmas movies. Yeah, I had to say to my family, look, I need you to not bother me for 12 hours because I need to sit here with popcorn and hot chocolate and do research for my job. So that's what I did. I mean, I'm in it to win it for our listeners, Nick. I'm 100% committed to what it takes for our craft. So, yes, I've watched a plethora of Christmas movies. And I feel like between the two of us, we're going to nail this. I feel like it's so, even though I've never seen Love, actually. Uh, let's, let's, that's never going to not bother you. It's, it's not going to bother me the minute you watch it, which we'll pencil that in. Yeah, that this we should have made this the live stream episode. We still got to do that at some point. We should do a live stream watch of Love Actually. I can talk you through it and all of the listeners can join in. And then we can all do like which Nashville Predator is the Love Actually character. Yeah. Uh, there's not enough cocaine in the world to get me through that one. <laughs> and all right. So you said you've been uh, doing some research with your hot cocoa and your popcorn. So why don't you start us off? All right. Give us a movie and give us a Predator's equivalent. Okay, so I'm going with one of the best-known Christmas movies. It is a classic. Sadly, I remember when it came out. And I'm going Home Alone. Kevin in Home Alone. Such a great movie. It is so funny to me, though, because you watch it now and you're like, why didn't they just call on their cell phone? That's not the way the world worked, friends. So in Home Alone, young Kevin gets left behind. His parents are traveling And through a series of unfortunate events, Kevin gets left behind. They have these two crooks that are looking to break into his house. He defends his house. He meets a neighbor and it all works out well. In the Predators universe of Home Alone, Cody Glass is Kevin. He's little Mm. Kevin. 
little kid. And we just talked about Cody Glass yesterday on the show. So, you know, he's just on my heart anyway. But, you know, Cody Glass kind of feels like he got a little left behind, a little overlooked as the season got going into November. You know, he actually was scratched more games than he played that month. But all of a sudden, John Hines, as Kevin's mother, sits on the airplane and sits up and says, Kevin! <laughs> That's the moment. Cody! Cody! Where John Hines is like, I know I was forgetting something. Cody yeah. Glass. Meanwhile, Cody Glass has been at home growing in his skills, defending his property, making relationships, becoming more resourceful, and learning life lessons along the way. So now that we have seen Kevin slash Cody reunited with mom slash Hines, we see just more maturity, more confidence, and more skill. And so for me, 100% Cody Glass is Kevin in Home Alone. Also, totes adorbs. So does that mean when the Predators make their next trip to New York that he's going to be like a healthy scratch? No. Is they're going to no. forget him again? Or no, no, we still... don't pay any attention to any of those sequels. Do you really even watch any of those sequels? Yeah, because Home Alone 2 was better than Home Alone 1. No, it really was not. Oh, no. no. I, think Home, I think Home Alone 2 is one of the rare, one of the very few sequels that are either equal to or better than the original. Here's where I stand Maybe on Maybe one of the only Christmas sequels. It's not believable to me because as a mother, when you forget your child once, you don't actually do that twice. They didn't forget <laughs> him. He went to the wrong gate. He followed the wrong kid. That's that stupid kid's fault. Well, but Eventually, you gotta put some. It's like, in, in Home Alone 2, he's like Ellie Tolvanen, where it's like, okay, we may have <laughs> forgotten you for a little bit, but at some point... You got to carry the weight. You got to help us out here, buddy. Yeah, that maybe. But no, I'm a, I'm a purist. I don't ever watch any of the other Home Alones. I am a Home Alone one. Like if they are not stepping on tacks or, or grabbing the heated metal doorknob, I'm not particularly interested. Yeah. Do you know there's a Home Alone 3 with Scarlett would... Johansson and where he's got to defend his house against North Koreans? Seriously? Yeah, it's not not Macaulay Culkin, and it's not good. <laughs> Home Alone sequel magic stops it too. Yeah, no, no, I'm just straight up Home Alone. But maybe yeah. I'll check out Home Alone too. Maybe yeah. if you watch Love Actually, I will watch Home Alone too. We're we're getting this live stream going. All right. I want to talk about one of my favorites. Elf. Come on. Elf yes. seems yes. it's universally loved. Like, that's the thing. It's like, there's some debates about every other Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe it's overrated. Maybe it's overplayed. All this and all that. But Elf is just, like, the perfect movie. Shit. Where it's like, no matter what else is going on, Elf is always just feels like it's, like, the movie that everybody can agree. It's just the feel-good movie. It's the perfect plot, the perfect ending, the perfect casting from all top to all bottom. Yes. And doesn't that feel like UC Soros? Aww. Where there's just no, not only is he adorable like Elf with his little, you know, doughy eyes and his little 16 year old mustache. His little cheddar pads. Yeah, but it, there's just no debate that UC Soros is like the perfect player for the Nashville Predators. 
Like you, you can't like even like when Roman Yossi was putting up big numbers last year, and there's debate over okay, well, what about his defense? UC Saros was quietly sitting there just doing exactly what he needed to do. There is no debate that he was, you know, knocking it out of the park as a goalie. Just like we there's a lot of debate about the Preds over the past month or so. There is no debate UC Saros is doing his job lately, that he's going out there and doing what he needs to do. He is the one predator whose game you look at right now and say, you know what? That. That is exactly what is going to make us be a game-changing team. Just like you look at Elf and it's like that. That mm-hmm. is a perfect Christmas movie. Absolutely no debate about it. Yeah. I would agree with you on Elf. You know, everybody loves the Christmas story and that. I don't know whether that will come up later in this episode or not. And I know oh, it'll come up later. Don't you, yeah. don't you worry. Don't you fret. There's um, a channel that runs it for 24 hours through Christmas Eve through Christmas Day. And I'm like, where is the channel that runs Elf 24? Like Elf is now the movie that needs to run 24 hours because it is so flawless. But I actually picked a character for Buddy the Elf. Oh, okay, let's hear it. I did. I picked Ryan Johansson as Buddy Wells Hobbs. You know, because he, look, Elf, Buddy has the best of intentions and he has a good heart and he has a great skill set, but sometimes he just accidentally finds himself in some trouble. And does that not sound like Ryan Johansson in the sin bin recently? Like, <laughs> just he's, you know, a little, he has talked about how he's got these big, long, awkward arms that help him out playing hockey. And Buddy is just kind of not fun size like some of the other players. But he's just kind of gotten himself in a little bit of trouble lately with penalties and has had some correction for that. But the flip side of that is also Buddy the Elf is super fun. And I can't think of any Nashville Predator I would most want to just hang out with besides Ryan Johansson. Like goodness and a little bit of fun. I have a movie for Ryan Johansson that I feel like embodies him, but I'm saving it. Okay. I'm saving it because I feel like this this entire thing is just going to be a entire just wreck of a conversation. Anyway, <laughs> I can't. Uh, let's let's here. Let's do this. Let's take a quick break. We got plenty more to get to. Uh, we've, we've mentioned we have Ryan Johansson. I have one for a Christmas story, uh, and a couple other players that I think is worth debating. First, though, want to take a second and mention today's show is brought to you by Bet online betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info stats news and analysis you get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there uh, whether it's pro football to college bowl season basketball hockey soccer still going on in parts of the world premier league starting back on they've got it all at betonline.net And if you love sports podcasts like the one you're listening to right now, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Dan, give us another Christmas movie and then give us the Preds equivalent. All right. I am actually going to go with another chick flick Christmas movie that I don't know if you've seen this one. I think we've talked about it, but I can't remember. Have you seen The Holiday? 
the with holiday? Cameron Diaz and Kate oh no, Winslet. okay, I've seen the holiday. No, this is the holiday. No, have not seen that. Your list of things to do over this break has just growing exponentially through this episode, Nick. Wait, so wait a minute. Okay, is that the one where like there's the other girl that goes to the U.S. and Cameron Diaz goes to? Yes. Okay, I have England. seen that. Yes. So the holiday, these two women, very different lives. Both are very frustrated with some things in, in their lives. And unfortunately, in this story, it happens to be about men. But can we just agree that there's way more to a woman's life than a man? Anyway, back to our story. Like hockey. Like hockey. Like hockey, friends. Um, but in this story, Amanda and Iris, they're both frustrated with where they are and they switch homes. So Iris moves to Amanda's posh Hollywood mansion and Amanda heads to Iris's cute little English cottage in the countryside to get away from, you know, the frustrating man situations that they're in. And while they're in these totally different places trying to escape, they find exactly what they're looking for in their new place. And for me, this is such a great picture of how the Predators' defensive pairings have been this season. So we went into this season, we, you know, the Nashville Predators got Ryan McDonough, which was huge. And I think the expectation was we're going to get him to play with Ekholm and it's going to be this amazing pairing. And that kind of didn't pan out as well, it was a little bit more challenging than I think that the Predators wanted it to be. And so they've tried some different pairings and then they sort of hit that magic spot where they all were where they needed to be. You know, where you had Yossi with McDonough, you had Eki with Carrier and you had Fabro and Lazan together. And those pairings were where they needed to be. They found what they were looking for in their new place. Now, there's a sequel in this in the fact that Ryan McDonough, Jeremy Lazan, and Alexander Carrier got injured. But we're going to end our movie where those pairings were right where they needed to yeah. be and where they back, will be. They seem to be back now. Uh, if, you, if you're if you judging by uh, the news yesterday that uh, uh, Jordan Gross went back. So it seems like Ryan McDonough is going to come back today. Yes. So we're going to be humming a little Peaches and Herb reunited and it feels so good because we've got these defensive pairings where they need to be. We thought they belonged in one world. They really belonged in a different place. And when those pairings are together, the, the defense has been phenomenal. So for me, the defensive pairings are the holiday. And also just want to recommend one of the best movies, except for a couple scenes where Cameron Diaz and the crying thing. I did not like that storyline, but whatever. She can't cry. And then all of a sudden she cries at the end. I mean, come on, can't cry. Has she never watched hockey? Yeah. Has she never watched a Nashville Predators game? <laughs> like, I can cure you. You don't need to go to England. <laughs> yeah. Wait until you've seen Mark Jankowski on the first line. Hey, now. I like Mark Jankowski. He's I having a good year. I and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the chick flick. I don't have a specific movie, but I'm going to go with every Hallmark Christmas episode. <laughs> Yes. Ever made. Because yes. let's be honest, if you've seen one, you've seen them all. And here mm -hmm. is, as far as I understand, I've only seen a few, but the basic trope of a Hallmark holiday club. It's this big city woman. She's got a hustle and bustle, high paying job. She's like the superstar of her office, yes. whatever. But she's also grumpy. She's a little misunderstood. She doesn't have the Christmas spirit. 
It's Christmas. I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. And then she goes to some small little town. And she meets a nice carpenter or kindergarten <laughs> teacher or some guy who makes a living baking pies on the side of the interstate or making candles. I don't know. Some dumb job. Uh, hey, that, now. Yeah. But and then you know what? She finds out that, hey, her life is a lot different, but this can be a good thing. Maybe mm-hmm. there's some good things going for it. Yeah. She finds the simple things in life. And you know what? Tell me that's not Mikhail Granlin's stint with the Nashville Predators. <laughs> he was the high-profile superstar yes. of the Minnesota Wild. The hustle and bustle guy who was getting 70, 80 points a year. The high score, the creme de la creme. His, you know, hustle and bustle life takes him to a little small town Nashville. And he meets a little candle maker by the name of John Hines. Who's like, what? You don't like playmaking. You don't like (laughs) defensive centering. Well, buddy, let me show you the spirit of being a really good second line center. And then that's what Mikhail Granlin has morphed into. Because he's not the dynamic, like, every game score that he was in Minnesota. But he has come to Nashville or a little small town that, you know, somehow still bigger than St. Paul, Minnesota, but, you know, it is what it is. He has come here, and he has embraced kind of more of a simpler role, the role of a playmaker, the role of a setup guy for other players, the role of a two-way, 200-foot forward. And he has revitalized his game since embracing that new, simpler role not unlike, I don't know, who's who's in a lot of Christmas movies? Danica McKellar. Melissa Joan Hart also, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. Who, one of those. Like, he he's the Danica McKellar, Melissa Joan Hart of the Nashville Predators. Where yeah. He has gone to the small town, embraced a simpler role, and has really kind of revitalized uh, his playing value. All right, what's what's another one? We got, I think, one more, uh, and then we'll take our next break. All right, so I actually have you and I starring in a movie. I do. In All right. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Now, hear me out. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> one, of, one of the all-time best movies ever. One of the all-time best Christmas movies ever. This is just an iconic movie. And you have Clark Griswold. You and I are the Clark Griswolds. We just want to have a good old-fashioned family Christmas. We want to have the beautiful Christmas tree. And we want the lights. And we want the moments with family. And we want this beautiful Christmas dinner. And we're going to make magic happen. And then they forget to take a saw to cut down the tree. The tree is too big. The turkey overcooks and deflates when they cut into it. The crazy ant sings the star-spangled banner. And then you've got Cousin Eddie in the shitter's full. Like, that's a little bit what our experience has been this season, hosting Lockdown Predators, in the sense that, in our essence, we are optimists, just like mm-hmm. Clark, Clark Griswold. Like, we want the good old-fashioned hockey Christmas. Um, but you know, 
it doesn't always go that way. And, and sometimes, you know, we get frustrated and sometimes other people get frustrated along the way. But at the end, I feel like you and I really are determined to find the joy and the meaning of the season, mm-hmm. the hockey season. Yeah. Not the Christmas season, the hockey season. We we like it when uh, we have fun things to talk about and we have good things to talk about and we get to celebrate uh, hockey things. Yeah, we don't we, want Jelly of the Month Club subscription. Yeah. yeah. We, we don't want to expect being happy with the Preds win and getting a whole guy showing up your door and it's like, well, we have some expected goal numbers here for you. <laughs> yes. Like yeah. we, that's not who we are. So I really feel like you and I are the Clark Griswold. We're just going to take what we're given and we're going to try to find that good old fashioned family Christmas in it. Yeah. I, I like it. I, yeah. I like it. That's a good thing. I like being in Christmas sweaters while everybody else is in a Connor Bedard Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Those jerseys will look great when he's playing for the Montreal Canadians next year. hundred percent. For sure. We do have some other movies that we want to talk to. I have, I'm not saying I've recast the entire A Christmas Carol, but we've definitely slotted in some folks for that. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. But first, we want to thank you for making Locked on Predators your first listen every day. Make sure you go now and check out Locked on Sports today. Locked on Sports today covers the biggest stories across the sports world, and they do it in 20 minutes or less. You'll get instant reactions, game recap, and Locked on's take of the day check out locked on sports today it is available on youtube and wherever you get your podcasts yeah let's uh let's do some more christmas movies and i did like uh, i do feel like we're just the clark griswolds where we just want to have a nice happy negative free christmas yeah um you know what you know what i like not having negative opinions of die hard Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Preach. It is a Christmas movie. Yes. The plot centers around them being at a Christmas party. Yes. The major scenes involve Christmas-related plots. He's there for a Christmas party. Yes. He writes ho, ho, ho on his dead terrorist that he sends down. He uses a Christmas wrapping paper to tie the gun around him. It is a Christmas movie, folks. Christmas plays a central theme in the plot of Die Hard. Yes. But that's the biggest debate every year. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Is it a Christmas movie? No, it's not. It's actually very bad. And you should be ashamed if you think it's a Christmas movie. Or no, it's absolutely a Christmas movie. Let me have my fun. And you know what? Every year I hear debate about Ryan Johansson. Oh, yeah. Is he worth all this money? Mm-hmm. Is he scoring? Is he this kind of player? Is he this kind of player? He's lazy. He shouldn't be here. No, he's not. He's doing a lot of things really well. He's like doing this. Oh, yeah, but he's making $8 million. He can't score. Oh, yeah, but he actually is really good at lot. And it's back and forth. Yes. But, Anne, I love Ryan Johansson. Yes. As a player, I don't like it when he takes a lot of dumb penalties. But hey, John McClane messes a lot of stuff up in that movie too. <laughs> he true. kind of causes a lot of chaos and commotion. Partially responsible for demolishing an entire tower. Let's be real there. Yeah. But I like John McClane. I like Die Hard just like I like 
Ryan Johansson. And look, maybe there's a separate debate over whether he's worth the $8 million you're paying him, mm-hmm. but you watch him. He's really good at the forecheck, like above yeah. average when it comes to defense, really good at face-offs, yes. really good at kind of disrupting plays before they build uh, for the other team. He's a guy whose game I really like. And if you just take, like, if you took, like, the stupid Christmas movie debate out of Die Hard and just enjoy Die Hard, it would be such more of an enjoyable movie. Just like if you took this kind of debate about what's Ryan Johansson worth, what's his value, if you took that away and just enjoyed his game, he's a really fun player to watch. And let's be honest, he's got a little Die Hard in him. There oh. seems to be, he seems to, like, walk out of a building that's on fire quite often in his life. <laughs> like he's, he's the guy that would wrap a fire hose around his waist and jump off of a roof before shooting a window to get back in. Yes, he is. And he's resourceful that way. He's just resourceful. I agree. I think I like Ryan Johansson as much as I like Die Hard, And that is a lot. I think he's delightful. Yeah. Again, a little less time in the sin bin, my friend. But yeah. I agree with you. And the debate around Ryan Johansson and the $8 million, these players' middle names are not their salary. <laughs> so yeah. stop. Stop it's with not, it. The Griswolds have spoken. Yeah. Listen to the Griswolds, folks. Listen to the Griswolds. Uh, all right, Anne. Another Christmas movie. All right, so I'm going to throw back to A Christmas Carol. We talked about this a couple weeks ago where I got very confused and thought that F. Scott Fitzgerald was the main actor, but the one I'm talking about, it's George C. Scott. It's the classic A Christmas Carol. You know, you've got Scrooge who's like, you know, hey, you can't enjoy Christmas and it's all about work and money and bah humbug and all that. Is it me or is there a segment of the Nashville Predators fan base that is Scrooge? to the nth degree you can't enjoy this win because we need a rebuild and we want connor bedard and stop celebrating fun hockey and if i were the gm i would and fire poil and fire Hines, and everybody knows you need to y'all sit quietly and count your pennies you are exhausting you are exhausting stop um you know that for me, that vibe, and, and I'm all for, let's talk about, you know, like I'm all for having conversations about this. It's the tone in which it happens. Like Scrooge isn't a bad guy because he's tight with money necessarily. He's a bad guy because he's a jerk and tight with money. Yeah. Kind of the same thing with the fan base. Like I'm okay if you think the Predators need to rebuild and let's talk about that. That's a fun conversation. It's yeah. the tone in which you do it. That is exhausting. That's and that to me is like the biggest thing for me. And it's like when people are celebrating a a win, you know, like last night, you hear somebody, it's like, oh, you know, this is just going to encourage the Preds to do this or look at these numbers. The Preds really shouldn't have deserved to win that game. It's Mm -hmm. like the scene in when the ghost of Christmas past is showing Scrooge and everybody's at Fezziwig's Christmas party or mm-hmm. Fozziwig. If you watch the much better Muppet Christmas Carol version, there you go. He's in Scrooge is like going through asking Fezziwig. It's like, do you know how much money we're losing on this party? Do you know like how much this is? Mm-hmm. And Fezziwig's like, it's Christmas. Relax. 
to me, that's like what watching sports is. Like, you're not always going to have the perfect win. And right now, the Preds are far from the perfect team. And yeah, I, I do think that there needs to be a conversation about maybe the long-term direction of this team. I do think there needs to be a conversation about whether you think Hines and Poyle are the right people. And we can have those conversations. Absolutely. We have had those conversations on this podcast before. Yeah. But when it's getting to the point where like you're shaming people for celebrating a win or, you know, just pointing out that a player you don't necessarily like or think should be on the roster is doing something well. That's the point in which I think you need to step back and be like, you know, you know, like let, let's it's sports. Like it's let's just sports. let's people who want to celebrate, celebrate. If yeah. you if you want to rebuild, if you secretly want to, you know, tank the team uh, to get a chance at Connor Bedard, which you're not going to get. You're not. That's that's fine. That's fine. Like you do you, but at least leave everybody else out of it. Yeah. Don't share like, the dumb tweets. Don't quote tweet a reporter for sharing a take on a player you don't like. Yeah. Just, like, just let us have some fun. Just let us party. celebrate a win. Let us have some fun. Yeah. Yes. And I also do want to say in A Christmas Carol, I have cast Tiny Tim as UC Soros. And it's not about a size thing. It's not because Soros is fun size. But because the ghost of Christmas present introduces Scrooge to Tiny Tim and Scrooge starts to worry like, you know, like, wow, this is he going to live? Is he going to survive? You know, and he gets a little bit worried about it. Tiny Tim kind of kind of breaks that shell of his heart. And then the ghost of Christmas future or the ghost of what is yet to come, depending on how fancy your version of this. Trash bag guy. Trash bag guy. Or hoodie guy. Hoodie guy. Yep. And then he comes and shows Scrooge a future, a possible future without Tiny Tim and how heartbroken the Cratchit family is and how they're trying to find a way to to scrape up an ounce of joy without Tiny Tim. Y'all, that is what's going to happen to the Nashville Predators if you sit there and beg for a tank, if you beg for this team to stink. You are going to kiss goodbye to Tiny Tim slash UC Soros. He will be gone. I thought it was going to be, I thought Tiny Tim was going to be like John Hines and Cody Glass. Like little, little adorable Cody glasses sitting there at Thanksgiving, like God bless us, everyone. And John Hines is like, he's like, oh, tell me, tell me, Cody Glass lives, and he's like, well, I see visions of an empty chair and a Coachella Valley Firebirds AHL jersey, and if things don't live, and then yeah, and then yeah. and then it's just you know the voice of Ebenezer Scrooge pointing to the you know, the Elliot Friedman article of letting John Hines go or something like that. Yeah. I I choose to believe, I choose to believe that's how that whole thing turned around. Yeah. There's so many scenarios, but I just think in general, be careful what you wish for, because you may be so set in your ways that you miss the fact that something that you love is going to be gone and you're not going to get back something that you love for a longer time than you estimate. So, you know, for me, that whole thing is is very a Christmas carol. Yep. I, uh, I'm with you there, Anne. 
Yeah. I think that's a good place to end it too. Yeah. Uh, hey, there's actual on ice hockey tonight. Predators take on the Chicago Blackhawks. It is a 7.30 puck drop, if I can remember that correctly. That's a great question. Yep, 7.30. Central time here at a beautiful United Center in Chicago, Illinois. There you go. Yay. Um, Quick thing, you think the Predators, just really quick, you think the Predators keep up their momentum they built from uh, Monday's win? Yes, I think confidence is high. I think they, um, yeah, I, I do. I really do think that they will keep it up. I think confidence is high. I think they have finally gotten what they've been working for. And yeah, I think this is going to be a win. Yeah. Says the Griswolds. <laughs> Says the Griswolds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the Blackhawks are really bad right now. Uh, they've lost seven straight. Uh, they currently have the worst record in the entire NHL worse than the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, and they're just, they're having trouble getting anything going, but beyond Patrick Kane uh, single-handedly trying to will this team into still being good. So, uh, you know, I, I would say this is one of the games where you want to see the Predators continue momentum. But even if like, you know, even if they sleepwalk, they shields to do more than enough to win this game. And I'm going to go on a limb and say Kevin Lankinen gets the start. A guy who was the Blackhawks starter at the end of last year. Uh, Blackhawks didn't see enough in him to get him another contract, who is now absolutely killing it with the Preds this year. I think he's going to be motivated to go into his old home uh, and pull out a big win here. Come on. Yeah. So we're going to have your full recap from that tomorrow on the Locked on Predators podcast. Uh, So, yeah. Look forward to that. And where can the people find your work? You can find my work at insidethepreds.com. And you can find me on Twitter at ENK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at onthefourcheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. And also be sure to follow the podcast at LO underscore Predators. You can always tweet us any questions or any topics you want to see on the show. However you're listening to this podcast, whether you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform or watching us on YouTube, be sure to hit the subscribe button. It helps us out and lets you know when we have fresh content available for you. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow with an all-new episode. We'll see you then.